of those. Um, it's when you watch a television show and there is a second screen with it and you can play along with the game or do some answer questions. And, um, one of the second screens we made is this one. Um, uh, last month we had elections here in, in the Netherlands and um, you could play along um, via your phone or via an, uh, an iPad. And this was all developed in HTML5, of course, and uh, it was one version for both the iPad and the phone. And, um, but one thing uh, that's really cool and why I'm showing this is that uh, what my boss told me afterwards uh, of the statistics, that uh, you always have these exit polls and they tell you like this, uh, this party's going to win or this party's going to win. And um, the, um, uh, one, one of the questions was, wie was het sterkst in de eerste ronde van het debat. Nou, this is not the screen of the debate of the 4th of, uh, 4th of September, but uh, at the end uh, they asked, uh, who do you think is the winner uh, of the debate? And there were four like party leaders uh, among them. Uh, actually, these four, I believe. And the outcome of this poll that was the most exact uh, um, outcome uh, closest to the actual outcome of the elections. Like, no poll uh, actually got as close as we got with this second screen, which I think is pretty awesome. So, transitions. Um, this is what I want to talk about. Uh, first, a, a brief, uh, brief recap of transition and uh, transformation properties. Uh, my guess is everybody has uh, at least worked somewhat with transitions and transformations. Is there anyone who hasn't? Like show of hands. I see some hands, but fortunately not too many. Um, then what I actually propose to do is to animate everything with transitions. And so not just using them a little bit, but using them for everything you can possibly think of. Uh, of course, there is a problem with that. That's what this talk is about. And I found a solution to it. And I would like to show some demos of that in closing thoughts. Um, so to begin with, it's not really. Um, about vendor prefixes, I'm not going to talk about vendor prefixes. I, I get, you know that you have to use vendor prefix for, uh, prefixes for most transformation and uh, transition properties, so I'm just not going to name them. Um, imagine these were there. And also, all uh, JavaScript demos uh, or JavaScript code examples in this session are going to be native JavaScript only. Uh, I'm not using any libraries for this, so. And, well, good. Please work. Brief recap. Transformations, butterflies. Um, I, well, these, these are known. This is translate, and it translates an element over a given distance. Well, great. Is that? It's kind of distorted, but, well, doesn't matter. Another one, skill, probably also known, skill X, skill Y, you can use shorthands, you can use uh, a dual skill, something like that. Rotate is awesome too. In degrees, uh, I thought that it also worked in radians, but it somehow uh, it doesn't. Now, I, I, as, a, as a coder, and I love math, so I would love to, uh, to rotate stuff in radians, but I don't know, something, something happened or didn't happen. Uh, that's a simple rotation. And of course, there's skew, and skew skews it. And as uh, Leia Vru showed yesterday, you can 
school and unschool and nest elements and make all kinds of cool stuff. Um, school, school to school. And of course, you can combine transformations into one property and they will all be uh, applied consecutively. So the order uh, matters. If you do one thing before the other, the outcome uh, changes. Uh, my personal favorite, or, oh, no, that's uh, a transformation combined. My personal favorite, of course, is the matrix. And uh, matrix uh, takes six properties. It's uh, scale, uh, skew, and uh, translate. And there's no rotation in there, because rotation is basically a combination of two skews and, and two scales. And that might look something like this. Now, uh, these properties are uh, mostly used internally by your browser. Uh, I don't think anyone does this kind of stuff. Does this work? Yeah, it works. Uh, does anyone know if there are uh, pointers with another color than red? Because I am colorblind and I cannot see that pointer. <laughs> so it's, I have to look very, very closely, but then I, then I can see it. They are green, they are green ones. G green is not good either. <laughs> Uh, I don't think anybody does these, uh, uh, writes these manually. So about a year ago, I made a little tool for that. And probably some of you might have seen that. It is this little lovely tool. And it allows you to uh, move around an element. And it shows you the, the matrix code that, is, uh, that goes along with it. So I can rotate this element, and it gives me the matrix. I can rotate it back. Can move it around a little, skew, and scale, and it gives me the matrix that is the, the CSS matrix. So this is a funny little tool. I use it from time to time. Um, great. Those uh, that were 2D uh, transformation properties. Of course, there is also the uh, 3D variants. Uh, 3D basically adds uh, a z-axis transformations along with all the x and y transform properties, uh, except for skew. And now skew does uh, in 2D it obviously does something like like this, but in 3D I'd expect a z skew to do something like this, and I don't know why it's omitted from. Uh, I don't know if it's in the spec actually. Uh, does Does anyone know if there's a skew z in the spec? No. Okay. But it's missing. Um, well, this, I'm not going to go over all the properties. Uh, 3D basically is like 2D, but then it's 3D. So. And 3D also has the 4 times 4 homogeneous transformation matrix of 16 values in column major order. Have fun with that. Uh, this is a quote from, I don't think it's readable, webkit.org. And it looks a bit like this. It's. Uh, and it does something like that. And just like the 2D matrix, this matrix is uh, mostly an internal value. And you, you can do really cool stuff with that. And actually, I'm going to do some real cool stuff with that. Um, but of course, you're not going to write this manually. You're going to make tools for this. Um, 
3D also um, adds uh, several other properties. Of course, you need perspective to show anything in 3D. Uh, perspective origin uh, allows you to uh, kind of shift your perspective, and that is in respect to the um, to the original elements box. So if you have a, a hundred times hundred pixel box and you you move it backwards, the perspective origin allows you to shift the perspective in regards to the original 100 times 100 box. You'd have to see it, but... Uh, transformation style is the flat versus preserve 3D variant. Well, that... Uh, it's a really handy property and you need it, but I'm not going to really uh, go into depth about that. And backface visibility obviously um, allows you to define whether backface is visible either or not. Okay, oh, that were the uh, uh, transformations. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to do a brief recap of transitions, which we also, also seen yesterday. Um, a transition is defined over a property with a given duration, uh, has uh, easing or timing, uh, whatever you'd like to call it, and a possible delay. A uh, single transition is just a single transition. If you want to define multiple transitions, you can just separate them with a comma. Um, well, straightforward. A typical transition would uh, use a hover. Like this is a very simple hover transition over a beautiful div with a drop shadow. And it scales it to 1.25, its original uh, size. Bye bye, mouse. Uh, one funny thing uh, to notice is that default easing is actually not linear, which I would uh, would have expected it to be because well, linear is I don't know linear is linear. But if you have an undefined easing, it actually does uh, an ease in and an ease out. So if you're doing anything uh, code-wise uh, with uh, transitions and easing you really should not forget to specify uh, easing. Because you could, for instance, imagine you have a progress bar or a timer bar, and it performs an animation via a transition, and you forgot to, to specify the, uh, uh, the easing. You're going to have a, a progress bar with ease in and ease out. And that obviously makes no sense. So don't forget easing. Like really cool effect. Yeah. Um, delays too are funny. Uh, we saw some examples using delays yesterday. This is a really simple one. It does a fade in and it does a rotate, and then it does a rotate and a fade out. And that's basically your trick uh, switching which transition goes first. The confusing thing is that uh, derp has an initial transition on transform uh, uh, with no delay and a half, a half a second duration. And opacity has the uh, half a second delay, but it performs the, the fade-in first. And that is because as soon as you uh, hover, the new, uh, the new delay is applied first, and then the transi transition is performed. So again, just like easing, you have to uh, take a little bit of care when you're using, uh, using delays. Good, animating things. Um, well, 
I really love to animate everything. Uh, if there's something that can be animated, I, I typically do it. Uh, uh, I've done uh, DHTML games, uh, moving divs around, canvas implementations, playing with pixels, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, but so w when it comes to animating things, I, uh, I basically think there are two kinds of animations. You have your static animations that go from A to B, like a mouse over that does a scale or a movement from some place to another. Uh, a and B are, are defined, are, are fixed. And those are easy because most of these transitions you can do um, with CSS, with a, with a simple transition and a hover or class name change. Um, then uh, aside from that, there are dynamic uh, animations, and dynamic animations are, are mostly they, they follow uh, some kind of user interaction. It's like you're dragging drag and drop something around, you're doing something with inertia. And um, uh, now, uh, as you see, I, I think I'm the only speaker that has a Windows uh, laptop. I, mean, I'm, I, I hope I'm not the only one present with a Windows laptop. There, there, two, three, four. My thank oh, back in there too. Okay, thank God I'm not alone upstairs too. Uh, I also don't have an iPhone. But I really love the, uh, the, the scroll thingy. So when you, when you scroll, and you get this beautiful scroll bar. And as you pull it out, uh, if you pull too far, the scroll bar becomes smaller. And, and when you let go, it, it bounces back. It's a really cool effect. Uh, that's an example of a dynamic, uh, a dynamic animation. Um, Because uh, there is no defined, there may be a defined starting point, but there is no defined end point, or there may be a defined ending point, and there is no defined starting point, and you cannot. There are no variables in CSS, so you cannot you cannot define that with CSS alone. So there are some uh, some JavaScript is still required. Uh, most of these animations are based on uh, JavaScript in some way, so they might use a, a library. Uh, they might use uh, some kind of made self script, and uh, you basically uh, plot every frame where the element moves uh, at a given time. And this is a lot of work. Uh, it's uh, you could make a lot of mistakes doing that. So they're unpredictable by nature, and that's the uh, the, the A versus B uh, remark. Uh, and they may use transformations. Uh, in fact, I would say you, you should use transformations, of course. But they probably don't use transitions because you cannot you cannot enter variables. Uh, but couldn't these transitions uh, to these animations to use transitions? That is uh, what I asked myself because there are really great benefits to using transitions. For one, uh, the CSS uh, animation uh, interface, it is a complete animation engine. Um, I, I really don't want to uh, write uh, easing equations. Uh, I have done so, I know a couple of them. But if I don't have to, I, I don't want to write easing equations. And so this is a complete animation engine. And if I could use the easing equations from with, from CSS, that would be would be really awesome. So no per frame uh, script calculations. Um, uh, when you start out uh, animating stuff, you typically uh, use a timeout or an interval. You add 
uh, several pixels to the distance in regard to the last step, and that is your next step. But um, when things evolve and it becomes more complex, you need time-based animations. It, it starts at a certain point, it has a given velocity, and after two seconds or so, it has to be somewhere. Or two seconds is your duration, and you don't know how many frames you, you're going to have to render that thing. So uh, that's, that's pretty complex stuff. And if CSS can do that for me, that would be awesome. It's already optimized. Uh, Per-frame calculations are perhaps on a desktop computer running Chrome on a JIT, compile, a JIT compiler uh, script engine. That's all really awesome. But on a mobile phone, if I'm going to do per-frame calculations for all my animations, it's going to stutter like hell. Uh, it's going to drain the battery. It's, it, that's, that's really terrible stuff. So why would you want to use 3D transitions? 3D transitions in particular, uh, or transitions at all. Uh, transitions don't cause reflows of elements. If you animate a width or a height property, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, trigger a reflow. And the browser has to re-render the element. Uh, this goes for most properties in CSS. I believe actually all of them. I don't know for sure. Um, and transitions, they don't actually cause these reflows. They are, uh, aside from that, they are hardware accelerated. So you get lots of frame per seconds, frames per second. And they're also hardware accelerated on mobiles. Uh, I don't know um, uh, how many of you have done uh, animations also on, for instance, an older iPad. But if you do a transition of a width or a height property on an old iPad, say an iPad 1, it's going to be stuttery. And, well, you don't want that. And even, um, uh, even the iPad 1 already supports uh, these 3D CSS uh, properties. Oh, as I said, it's battery friendly. And it's actually pretty widely supported. Uh, the only browser really not supporting these transitions is Internet Explorer, but it's going to catch up uh, with version 10. So, and this, uh, this talk is not specifically about, uh, about what browsers support or what they don't support. It's, so I'm not really, not really considering this. Um, but if I, uh, I want to uh, do dynamic animations using CSS transformations, there's a, there's a huge problem. Transitions cannot be stopped at a current position. So I made this beautiful image. Um, imagine I have uh, some kind of diff element. I'm dragging it around, and when I let go, I want it to have an, an, a moment of inertia, that it comes to a halt uh, over a given time, say one or two seconds. This is fine, and I could write some script that uh, uh, that finds out what the velocity is of uh, when I was mo moving my mouse. But during that moment of iner uh, inertia, uh, if that were to be a CSS transition, there would, be no, uh, there would be no way to actually pick it up halfway and move it somewhere else, because it's currently running a transition, and it has only a an, an starting point and an ending point, and I don't know, I don't know where it is, I don't know how to stop it. So I need, I need some kind of way to, to interrupt uh, a running transition. So how uh, would you go about doing that? Um, there is a, a CSS, oh, not CSS, there's a JavaScript uh, way to query the current property value uh, of an element. 
and it's uh, it's called get computed style and this is pretty uh, probably well known uh, who's ever used this well, quite some hands uh, computed style uh, gives you well the computed style of an element and you can request the, the current property value of an element so if I I have an element and this element has, a, has two transitions. It can either move to the right with an ease out, or it could move to the left with an ease out. So behind this is a little script, and the script uh, outputs the current value of the um, transformation using the uh, uh, request animation frame callback. this is funny because um, I defined I defined a transition on transformation and I there was nowhere at no place that I defined a matrix to be used and still it returns a matrix this is actually funny because if it returns a matrix then I could uh, in theory I could uh, request that property and at a given time uh, just apply that current value to the element and then in theory it should actually stop so that's the plan of attack query the current transform value and assign it well these are the first lines from uh, from before query selector derp window.getComputedStyle derp and the current transform is get com get computed.getPropertyValueTransform and obviously it's, it should say WebKit here if you wanted to run in WebKit uh, then uh, at the point where I want to stop the transition I should remove the transition property now if I would do nothing else than uh, remove the transition property the element would jump to its, uh, to its final destination to the B point but if I immediately uh, set the current property transform to that property that I requested, it should actually stop at the point it currently is. So here again, we've got the same box and it moves to the right and it moves to the left. And it should actually stop. So this is um, this is really really a powerful. Uh, this actually this enables everything. From from this point on, you can just interrupt interrupt a running transition and make it do other stuff. So it doesn't seem like much. I'm just stopping a moving box. But this is it's it's CSS and some JavaScript only. Well, that's all theory. Of course, we have to try this. So one example. Uh, is a draggable element, and when I let go, uh, it takes the, the, the current velocity and comes to halt with an ease out. So I didn't, uh, I didn't do any animation coding for this. It's just uh, some script tracking my mouse. On mouse down, I can pick it up, move it. It, um, 
it uh, finds out the velocity at which I was moving, and when I let go, it constructs uh, a CSS transition which is applied immediately to moving element. But not only that, when I'm moving it, I can stop it by just picking it up again. So we've all seen this before, it's just a movable element with inertia and some dragging, but this is no more, it's completely animated via CSS. There's no more animation script in this. So if you do this on a mobile phone, it's going to be battery friendly, it's going to be hardware accelerated, and it's fully interactive. Well, great. That's 2D. Now, when I made this demo about a year ago, uh, I also made a, uh, a 2D matrix implementation in JavaScript, uh, which allows you to um, uh, rotate and scale and all the, all the transformations that CSS allows. You could also do, the, do those uh, with a bit of JavaScript. And the end result of the, uh, of the matrix, you could um, uh, request the, the string value and apply it uh, to the element. So, as I'm rotating this, there's a, there's a script, and it, uh, it transforms a matrix implementation in JavaScript, which is then finally outputted to the element. Now, uh, that year ago, I remember that, uh, that Simurai, who's, I believe, sitting over there, he tweeted me, uh, that's really great, now try the, um, the 3D matrix for that. Am I right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I figured if, uh, if querying the, the current 2D transformation value and applying it works in 2D space, would that also work in 3D space? Because that would allow me to make fully um, a fully interactive 3D uh, whatever, uh, there's, doesn't matter. Uh, and they could be uh, completely run using uh, CSS animations or transitions. So, made one too. Now what this does, this is a beautiful cube, and this is the, the view from the front, there's an entire cube. Um, and it works the same way as the, uh, the little element from before. I can pick it up, move it. When I stop moving, it has a, a moment of inertia, and it, it keeps rotating. And at, a, um, at any given time that I want, I can pick it up again and, and remove it. So this goes around. Oh, cool. If I give it a little, little push, it moves. So it, it doesn't matter when I let go or when I pick it up. It just is a beautiful moving cube running. And this is all, all running on CSS transitions. There is, there is not a single line of animation script used in this. The only script that I use is for interaction. And behind this, uh, just like the 2D one, 
is a, a 4x4 matrix implementation allowing 3D transformations. So I can pick up, uh, it's in the next slide actually. I can uh, I pick up the uh, transformation value, which returns that huge string of uh, 3D matrix stuff. I parse it into uh, a 4x4 matrix implementation, and then I can use JavaScript calls to rotate it, scale it, move it, or whatever. So, and this stuff, uh, this is also on GitHub, so uh, the only thing I have to add is the, the parse method. So I have to update it. This is pretty much uh, tada code, so it's it's there and um, no no alt tab. I hate Windows. Oh, I didn't say that. Should should I get a Mac? Yeah. No. Who said that? Who's selling whose? Hmm. Um, one other thing is the, uh, I don't know if it's visible, actually there's a, a bit of a reflection here. Is it visible? Okay, that is uh, WebKit box reflect. I don't know if you know that property, but WebKit box reflect lets you do iOS style reflections and they're, of course they're beautiful. And it just turns out that it also works for 3D transformations. So below this cube is a reflect, reflected rotating cube via WebKit box reflect. It should be visible. There's, there is a bit of a, a thingy here, but maybe only I can see that. Great, so there are some things to keep in mind. Um, uh, querying CSS properties doesn't always work. Uh, we had some issues on, uh, for instance, Android with uh, inherited properties like like fonts and, and colors. And then what it returns is an empty string. So uh, I didn't really look into that, but basically you, you'll probably have to bubble up into the DOM and, and try requesting the property until you get something. Uh, another problem is that, or problem, another issue is that transition end event is not fired when you interrupt a transition by assigning uh, its current value. Uh, so if you depend on transition end, which, al which also works in pretty much all browsers, uh, you have to consider that. Uh, and of course, assigning styles via JavaScript API has a very high specificity. So uh, if you have default values in your CSS, uh, you're gonna overwrite them. Uh, and the CSS is probably going to be lost. So once you start uh, assigning um, uh, uh, stuff via JavaScript, you'll probably have to continue assi assigning stuff via JavaScript and no longer depend on your CSS via, for instance, class names or so. Although uh, some time ago it appeared that 256 class names uh, over-specify an ID. <laughs> some weird bug. Um, I don't know why I put this here, actually. I believe if you, if you, remove, uh, if you remove a property from the, the style member from an element directly, 
it becomes empty and it reverts back to the style sheet uh, property. So there is a way to, uh, to work around that specificity issue. Uh, it also works if you, uh, um, if you empty the property. So not remove property, but uh, set value to empty. So what about fallbacks? Uh, of course, this does not work in any version of Internet Explorer. Uh, it's going to work in IE 10, presumably. Um, if this is really important to you, you could use a fallback using left and top properties. Uh, of course, you cannot do that for 3D, so 3D is going to revert to 2D. Uh, but this is really all fine. Um, I think if you uh, if you are making a website or an application and it runs on uh, either desktop and it's also available on your iPad and on your iPhone. Um, the environment in which it runs defines which technologies you can use. So uh, it's fine to use 3D transforms on an iPad. In fact, I, I would want to encourage you to do so. And it, it doesn't matter that it doesn't work in Internet Explorer because you can use other effects uh, in a desktop version of your app. Um, so otherwise, if you don't have to rely on fallbacks, just uh, use them as progressive enhancements. There, there are uh, actually, there, there are a lot of fun to play with, and that is, that's the main reason for, for me doing these kind of things. It's just, uh, it's just fun. One, so, uh, Matthias likes to, to read specs, and I too read, read specs, but I also like math, so in my spare time I do stuff with math. I don't know. And finally, convince your client or project manager that this is okay. Um, we, we all have the knowledge that uh, we should use progressive enhancements and uh, that we, we know the technologies, but we are the ones that, uh, that need to convince the people deciding things or selling things or uh, creative people uh, thinking, making beautiful designs. We have to tell them uh, what we can do for them. That's our job. So, that was it. I think next time we give you a bottle of water. Like there was like three breaks going over <laughs> there. Interesting. Um, I found it uh, the end transition not firing. I think that's by design, isn't it? I, I wouldn't so, call yeah. it a bug at all. I think so, yeah. yeah. Did you find then in general, because uh, transition end and transition start also gives you a timestamp, is that something that could be used for that as well without having to interrupt the transition at all? How do you, how do you mean? Uh, transition start gives and transition end has a property yeah. in between. This is the timestamp of the yeah. animation. So on click you could say like, where would it be in between beginning and end and do mm -hmm. things like that. Let's do it on GitHub, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it would be just, because uh, I like events, but I yeah. found that uh, transition events are not firing reliably. No. Yeah, I, I don't even use them, so. Okay. It's mostly the, the transition start event is also, it coincides with the interaction in some way, so you already have a, a click or a mouse over or something. You know when the transition starts because you triggered it. The only uh, thing you don't know is when it ends. But the, the, the point is uh, not waiting until it ends, but interrupting it in the middle. And there is no, no event for that. Cool. So uh, 
In terms of syntax, you said you're a person that likes math. I always find that the CSS transition and CSS animation syntax, especially the order of it, that it can be arbitrarily and it defines in which... Uh, yeah. The order defines itself by the value of the property. That seems to me odd as a JavaScript developer. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's like the, uh, the, the demo uh, Leah Vru showed yesterday uh, of the, the, the smiley face that didn't rotate, but it rotated because it rotated against the other rotation. Yeah. Um, it's if, you, if you rotate something and then trans, uh, translate it, there, that is something different from first translating it and then rotating it. So it's, you're, you're changing your, your base, uh, the, the point from where you're transforming it. So it is, um, maybe it's, it's hard to understand or it's difficult or it's some way unpredictable or something, but uh, it's more, uh, more, more than that, it's, uh, it's actually a powerful tool. It's, I really like it that the order in which I define transformations gives a different result. And that's the same thing that matrices do anyway. But you have to, it just feels odd the first few times that you have to remember it. But yeah. at the same time, it supposedly yeah. doesn't matter which order yeah. it's in. It's, we, there, there are things like, um, we, don't, we don't exactly know how it works, so we, we shun away from it, or it's somehow scary. And that is, I think that is the, the, the wrong way to look at things. It, there are different, it, uh, it, it may work differently based on how you write it, and there's a reason for that. And there's a very good reason for that. And what we need to do is find out what that reason is and just understand it. Yeah. I like the matrix transformation tool because I did this CSS 3D transformation uh, animation tool as well for myself mm -hmm. to understand what's going on. Yeah. And it is really the best way of learning something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you know the syntax is annoying. You might as well yeah. write a code editor for you to do it. Yeah, yeah well, th that's, that's how tools uh, come to be. I found one thing that really annoys me about Chrome especially, and uh, I think it's just, I don't know why it's on de design or not, like when I do a transition on something or an animation on something and I load the page, it starts from where the normal flow is to the first stage. It does a transformation before I actually yeah. say do one. Yeah. Is there any way to avoid this? To, to get the transition? To, to stop it from animating from undefined to the first defined state when I just put a transition all on something? Uh, I should see that issue. I don't, I don't... Do you have an example or something? Yeah, not here on my <laughs> desktop, but <laughs> we can do that later as well. Oh, it is, uh, there, are, there are some issues with transitions. Like it's, it's really hard to do an onload transition from just when loading a page without JavaScript. You need some kind of trigger to trigger the transition, like hover or something. Yeah. Well, it's the other so way around, actually. Sometimes when there's non-defined, it still animates to the first state of the page as it is when you do a transition in it. That's really weird. Yeah, it is. Well, okay. Um, did, how do you find about performance? You said this is better for performance, this is better for battery life. Do you do, excess, yeah. uh, do, you do some excessive testing on that? Do you have a test harness for it? Or uh, do you try well, it out by hand? We just try it out by hand. So this, uh, the cube also works on an iPad, so you can just drag it around and it rotates and, and stuff. And the demo is not completely finished, but I'm going to finish it and put it online so everybody can play with it. That's a good idea. Because mm. uh, Flickr, uh, their iPad HTML5 version, they basically found that dragging images when you do a navigation left and right, that image elements were much, much slower than divs mm -hmm. with background image, and then trans, trans, uh, translation was yeah. much faster than changing the X yeah. and Y. Yeah. And that's normally the case that the 3D, the 3D acceleration kicks in with translate. Yeah. 
I try to do everything with these uh, 3D translations because it, it just the performance is so so amazing. So you would say it's better than going with the old top and left style, yeah, which absolutely. is much easier to understand. Yeah, don't use left and top. <laughs> so what what do you think is still missing? Do you, have you played with richer environments like Flash and see, saw animation things in there that are not as possible in JavaScript yet? Um, well, we, we already have uh, 3D perspective, but we don't have uh, distorted perspective. Like that it, that it, but that is, yeah, Jesus, how do you describe that? You mean like shader style, like putting yeah. something on, a, on, uh, yeah, on that, an environment? That, it, that is just that you've got a kind of curved perspective stuff. It's uh, fisheye effects. Yeah. But in Canvas, I've seen some of them, but they were hard coded. Yeah, in Canvas, so. yeah. Canvas can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you why did you like Canvas? I see some math geek it would be appealing to you. Wouldn't yeah, it? well, I, I I don't know. I just love Canvas. It's it's a two D. Just it's it's an, an an empty piece of paper, and you you can you can draw something on it, and I just love it. And there are there are people complaining about Canvas Canvas uh, not having a DOM and not being able to click on stuff, but that is exactly what makes it so fast. Uh, and I don't know. I just I just love it. I found it more to, I always said like uh, Canvas is like an etch sketch in your page. You basically yeah. can paint on it and you can shake it to it's, actually it's, delete it's it. Canvas is like a, a mini Photoshop in your browser, a programmatically accessible Photoshop. Yeah, uh, except it has the, the wonderful thing of a, uh, of a state uh, in terms of the coordinate system. Yeah. I like that you can paint a shape and then rotate it and scale it and yeah. reuse it that way. And, th and those are the same, uh, the same 2D and 3D matrix transformations that we use in CSS. So if you have uh, a JavaScript implementation of a 2D matrix and a 3D matrix, you can also use them in the native transformation methods of uh, Canvas. So basically that would allow for things like uh, easel library and, so, and things like yeah. that to, re to fall back to a CSS transformation in case Canvas is not for supported. Instance, yeah. yeah. For Internet Explorer. Old. Explorer. Uh, but uh, it's hard to actually test that. The browser that. That, that I didn't want to name. The browser I didn't <laughs> want to name. After saying that you like Windows much. <laughs> uh, one question here. It's actually not much coming in, interestingly enough. Um, what do you mean by these things available for browsers internally? Are matrices, uh, matrices well, internally used uh, for everything? Or? Uh, well, uh, apparently so. Because if you, if you apply uh, a, a translate, uh, if you do a combined transformation using the translate, rotate, and, and skew properties, what you get in return if you uh, query the value is a matrix. So your browser uses this matrix uh, anyway. It's just... So, and uh, uh, I, well, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm glad this matrix is exposed because it allows me to do more than just the, uh, the, the more human readable uh, transformation properties. But I, well, I, I only assume that that is what it internally does. Hmm. It's the same with like 3D transformations. We we simulated them with X and Y and depth of field before, yeah. and now we got yeah. the real X, Y, Z axes yeah. to play with. Yeah. So um, in terms of in terms of like uh, you said, you love playing with these things and doing this. And I find myself, how do you get around the issue of building something like the cube, and then you find yourself sitting in front of it for half an hour and playing with it rather than doing something else? Yeah, that happens, yeah. <laughs> How do you stop yourself? Uh, well, I know that feeling, so I'd, um, that I just have to kick myself then and continue working. 
Yeah, it's uh, the sidebar. My, the sidebar. My blog has this set index yeah. tilt, and I get so many emails about this. How this is done? I wrote a blog post about it. It's not hard to do, but you really want to. It seems to be very engaging for people to play yeah. with things like that. Yeah. It's extremely funny, and that's you keep doing that, and that's also what keeps you going, what keeps you making these kind of things. So, do you use any of that in your second screen application? Some of uh, this uh, as Easter eggs, for example, or. Well, this uh, um, uh, this particular technology, uh, as in stopping a transition and, and uh, programmatically creating a new one, is not yet integrated into our system, but it's going to be, yeah. So you do it for like expanding and bouncing transitions, or? Uh, well, uh, no, not really. Um, uh, one thing, for instance, which we remade, and that's uh, it's that's an older discussion um, about should we recreate the native app feel in uh, in web apps. Um, Maybe we could agree or disagree that this is either right or wrong, but we did it anyway. Um, so uh, one thing we made is, is just that that scrollable thingy that you can just scroll content just like on iOS. Like the bounce back with the, with the bounce with back the, and the scroll bar thingy. The canvas in the back. Yeah, your native yeah. your native feel. Nice. But then you always get, you try this and you mm -hmm. put it online and you put it on GitHub and tell people about it and yep. then you get 6,000 pull requests. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't perform the same as yeah. iOS. So, yeah. is yeah. are we trying to simulate too much and not having the same access well, to the hardware? In in my opinion, you can you can get really 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 close, but there is always a, a tiny delay. If if you if you scroll on your iPhone, it's it's just direct. Your page moves immediately, and there there is a slight well, delay. But it can it's be progressively enhanced yeah. as well. So if it doesn't work, it's yeah. just a normal flow. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that's all we have for now. So, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah.